every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. What is up, human beings? And welcome to ScoutCast, episode uh, one and a half for the uh, 2022 season. Uh, yeah, one and a half. One this. This will be a weekly. I won't say that we've set the actual day, but this will be a weekly as we lead up to the draft. I'm, we're going to talk about the draft all over the damn place. Hi, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. That's Vach Lombardi. What up, though? If you are watching on my, one of my channels, whether it's Twitch or YouTube, make sure you're following Vach Lombardi as well on YouTube, and we are going to scoutcast it. Hey, Vach. What's up, man? Um, So, like, it's incredibly early, and I know people are – uh, they're super anxious to to learn about those second round wide receivers and all that good stuff. But 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 we 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 don't know. It's too soon. It's too soon. If we hit y'all with all of the good content and analysis on day one, you wouldn't you wouldn't like us very much. You wouldn't you know what I mean? You wouldn't, you wouldn't take the show the way that you would. So we got to slow burn this thing because we got till April to figure it out. You know. Plus, I would be lying to you. I have currently seen Vach. I have studied. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven players. So you know what? I think I've also studied eleven, but I'm willing to bet twenty to a donut that you've watched a lot more skill and I've watched a lot more big people than you. You would be wrong because I watched the Cowboys. Oh, I watched the Cowboys play this year. I have seen Evan Neal, Charles okay. Cross, Kenyon okay. Green, Tyler Linderbaum, okay. George Karloftis, Trayvon Walker, Clemens, okay. the D end at AM, Leal at AM, Jordan Davis, Nicobe okay. Dean. I have watched one skill player. It's a damn shame. So, Brother Jeff, I, I just listened to all of these uh, tackles that you named off, Jeff, but you failed to complete the uh, trifecta there with. Um, Ikeem Ikwomu, sir, from North Carolina State. Why didn't you watch him? Uh, oh, I have to check the other place where we have the things. Because where I have the things, I don't have him yet. I don't have a game on him yet. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder when this thing is over. And I'm going to get you some things so you can watch him. But um, boy, boy, boy. So just being offensive line dude or whatever, it's kind of, it's kind of exciting to get into offensive line stuff. I'm really interested to hear your uh, Lind- Linderbaum tape uh take or whatever but just a quick thing on the uh tackles or whatever you could just take my words and just apply that to whenever you watch Ikeem Ikwomu it's it's interesting because they're three different dudes it's like when you play Pokemon you got your first little starters your little your little grass your water your fire guy they're kind of like that guy like Evan Neal is like this big balanced dude somehow that's not really perfect at this but charles cross got this weird slow methodical technical dance thing that he's going on you know what i mean you haven't seen akeem yet but when you watch him you're gonna watch him and be like this dude has no technique but he wants to explode everybody and i think that's a weird little thing and um um i think the last time we saw this was two drafts ago when we had the um 
boy, I forget these kids, but the worst and the Georgia kid and the Wills draft, right? Andrew where Thomas, Wills, worst, right? yeah. Where we just got different types of tackles or whatever, and there's not really a clear dude. I think we're going to have that same kind of problem with this draft and some team that sucks at drafting may take the wrong dude first, especially since there's no clear quarterback that you could take number one. Uh, with a draft where you got pass rushers, O-line, and corners, number one could be could be interesting, Brother Jeff. This is confusing to me, Vach. I don't know what it means, but everyone in my chat is saying Vach is muted. Is that muted through something I've done on my channel, or why can't my uh, people hear Vach? I'm assuming your uh, people can hear you. Otherwise, some, no, no, Jeff, that's some nonsense because I suck at this, Jeff. They they can hear me on your side. They can't hear me on my side. So oh. my we good. Oh, to go. there's I no just, audio on Vach side. I just, I just come. You know how, like, pre-show, I cut down the audio to make sure we don't, like, cancel ourselves and shit? Yeah. <laughs> to make sure we don't care. Hey, look, everybody on my side. <laughs> Shout out to the people on my side paying money to tell Vach we can't, that he can't hear on his side. Thank you, Jet Jack. Thank Let you, Michael. See. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Keith. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Appreciate, appreciate y'all. I wonder, Jeff, who gets uh, who gets the the most the most views? Like like who gets the best algorithm thing? If people watching two streams at the same time, like they're watching me and they're watching you, but they're listening to me through you, but they're reading my lips through me. Who gets that algorithm boost? I, you know, I don't know, and I just want to thank Jay Brandon Singh for super Dang. chatting as well early today. O liner Captain Trade Down. I'm gonna have a new line of Captain Trade Down T-shirts coming out this year. Even if cool. I don't know if I even want to be Captain Trade Down, I will have merch this year volume good thanks anyway yeah i was just talking about the top three uh offensive tackles and to be fair most of my chat box is probably here for cowboy takes anyway we ain't getting none of these dudes uh to be fair anyway but i do think a dude that's in range in my opinion that may not be in range in others opinion jeff uh let's let's uh let's talk about tyler lindenbaum sir let's let's just let's just talk about it jeff what did you uh think of him when when you um first looked at him so on Linderbaum, um, Why are you pulling your notes up? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't need my notes. Um, okay. I haven't seen enough players to need to go to notes yet. Uh, okay. Like I have notes, but I don't need them because I've only seen 11 dudes. So I remember them all sure. very well. For sure. I think Linderbaum's going to be the best center in the NFL in two or three years. That's what I think. I okay. think Linderbaum could be, and this is, again, you're right about this. A lot of people suck at drafting. A lot of people sure. disagree on how good players are. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the center is 100% going to be gone by 24. For sure. But if he's not, then to me, it's no decision. It doesn't matter who else is on the board. I'm picking Tyler Linderbaum because – he is like he's not a giant, right? He's what 292, 296 pounds or whatever, but that's yes, center size. Sure. And he is just so smooth. Mm-hmm. He is so awesome at assignment yes. football. Yes. He never misses with his hands. Yes. He's an incredible athlete. Reach blocking. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't see from him yet Straight. is great power, great. but yep. whatever, like that's going to come. And uh, I think he's going to be the best center in football in two or three years, unless Creed Humphrey's just incredible forever. Yeah. So, and you know what? That that was a kind of like I, I wasn't always on that take at first, but the more I think about it, O line sucks. So he may be the best center in football. I don't know. Um, I'm relatively a young scout in this thing, Jeff. I've been doing this for like four or five years or something like that. But I think I'm better than you. Hate Linderbaum, don't you? No, Jeff. No, 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 no. You hate I, I, Linderbaum? No, Jeff. No. If you escuchin. Es- Listen, um, so 
what 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 I've learned as a um, scout just every year I learn something new is I got to learn to not listen to other people's expectations when I'm drafting because I may end up hating somebody. So I'm watching Linderbaum, and I saw something on Twitter, and the first person in my chat said it also. It was like, uh, oh, it's going to be Quinn Nelson at center. And I'm like, man, dog, like, I've seen Quinn Nelson movies, man. Like, we, we just can't put Quinn Nelson pressure on regular humans like this. You know what I mean? So I can't – if I go into watching and, – and y'all too. If y'all go into watching Tyler Linderbaum thinking that he's Quinn Nelson at center, you might be let down. But if you watch him as Tyler, is it Linderbaum or Lindenbaum? It's an R, Linderbaum. Linder. If you go into watching Don't go Tyler, in expecting a whole bunch of power. Just go in to watch a football player. If you go in watching Tyler Linderbaum, you'll love him. But if you go in with the expectations that Twitter puts on him, you might not feel great about it. Because you'll go in there watch him expecting, all right, let's go maul somebody. And he's not going to maul nobody. He's not going to do that. But he's a very efficient, I love what you said, assignment football dude. Now, I don't know how many teams nowadays don't run zone. Zone seems to be the gold standard nowadays. But if you're going to run some zone stuff, let that dude go out there and reach people. Let that dude go out there and combo folks. Let that dude go out there and block on the second level and not miss. Let that dude, you know, those 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 down blocks, those super technique blocks, those short pull up. Let him do that stuff. You know what I mean? But um, if you want him to line up and maul people, I don't think Tyler Lindenbaum is Linderbaum is going to be uh, that dude for you. And that's what I think, you know, we have to stop and figure out our expectations. If you I got a different guy, if you want to maul people, by the way, I mean, just if you want a mauler on the offensive line, you just want to push people around. I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you, too. Who, who is who is your mauler? Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green. A&M. Okay, so Dane Brugel is making me watch him. I will watch him soon. You know who you need to watch who mauls the shit? Ikeem Ikwamu. Well, I already know that. Everybody tells me he's the most punishing blocking, run blocking tackle in the world. But this is the problem, though, Jeff. He has no clue how to play football just yet. He just knows how to line up and just tribally smoke the shit out of people, which which makes that trifecta of tackles so strange and weird. Is I, I can't wait to hear your um your uh, take on it or whatever. But as far as Tyler Lind- Linderbaum, you know, with the hype of him, you would assume that he's going to be like a top type of guy. I can see Tyler Linderbaum fall into 24 for two different reasons. One, I think teams overthink shit like this. Um, two, you know, he's an interior offensive lineman. He's great. He's going to be really, really good on uh, on the next level. Um, but interior dudes tend to fall a little bit. And the most important lesson I can tell anybody, for the people in my chat, for the people in yours, these national football team front office people, they suck at drafting. So Tyler Linderbaum is a guy that you shouldn't double triple think about just go draft that dude somebody's going to be like position value position value and he's going to drop he could be there at 24 get your money jeff i'm just saying shout out to soto man who is a, a member of the jeff Kavanaugh youtube community i'm starting to appreciate that. that and the super chat soto man thank you very much uh yeah linderbaum for me is just run it up to the podium i don't care who else is there he'll yeah. probably be uh i mean i've only seen 11 dudes Sure. And I haven't seen a lot of different positions, but I wouldn't be shocked if he was one of my top eight or ten players. I wouldn't be shocked at all. He's a baller, 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 baller. You're the yeah. one who ta- you're the one who taught me what is it the uh, NFL? What do they do? Something about the peanut butter and the they that 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 program that magical offseason thing that makes Neville Galmore go from a, a relatively big dude to a trash can, but he can still move fast. That, that, that off season peanut butter that just blows yeah. people up. That yeah, the off season peanut butter will have Tyler Linderbaum be 
per, a perfect damn player. It's gonna be great. Let me ask you a question, sir. So Creed Humphrey was was not a first round pick, and I remember Creed Humphrey's Oklahoma take being immaculate, especially his freshman um, sophomore year when he had uh, Cody Ford and. Ben Powers and Drew uh, Samia, all those characters on his line or whatever. Creed got some got some dastardly ass, you know what I'm saying, tape or whatever. So, right? So, compare Creed Humphrey's best tape to Tyler Linderbaum's best tape. Like, just compare See, those. Well, that's messed up because you're going to require me to have a memory. Like, I had to look back. Sure. I will say the one thing that I remember is that Creed Humphrey tested as like an elite, elite, elite of the elite athlete, sure. which is like not surprising when you watch his tape he was a great athlete and linderbaum sure on tape is an incredible athlete but like he won't test like creed humphrey did sure i just i just feel like if you are looking for a a mistake on tyler linderbaum's tape when you find it let me know for sure like just when you find it let me know there's just a level of consistency there that is like it's every play every play if a guy's supposed to be cut off he'll be cut off he's supposed to be turned out he'll be turned out if it's supposed to be a double up to the second level it's getting done the only thing that i don't promise is that he's like he's going to bury somebody in the turf but he is going to do his job on every single play you know who's going to test super stupid athletically i came (laughs) ekwomu I think Cross will too. I went and saw him today. I went and saw Big Duke, Duke Manyweather. He yeah. trains a bunch of these dudes. Cross is up there. Evan Neal's up there. Yeah. Uh, Penning is up there. Well, that's uh, the well, that's the funny thing about Cross. He could be super athletic, but we'll we'll never see it because he kicks slides slowly like he's salsa dancing. So. And he stands with a he starts weird with one knee cocked off to the side. <laughs> I've never seen that before. It's like every every time I watch like a new year of Lyman, I see a new technique I've never seen before. I've never seen the slow, methodical salsa dance before. But it's interesting because once Charles Cross, I don't want to say get into trouble, but once he gets engaged, then his feet go. Right, is he? He's just very patient off the line of scrimmage. You do need patience, but I have never seen salsa dance level. I'm barely moving my feet. Then when we engage, boom, 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 boom. Um, I was saying earlier on my stream or whatever that Mississippi State used to be like a like a whole factory for left tackles. Like every few years, every year almost, there's like a brand new left tackle coming out. Oh wait, no wait. You said Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Mississippi State. Okay, yeah, I forget any of their guys. I, I mean, you, I mean, they're easy to forget, and it's been a minute. But they're, uh, I think um, the kid in Green Bay was the last one to do to play all the positions. Eldon Jenkins was the last one. Oh, um, yeah, he's a baller. Yeah, yeah, but they they used to put out linemen like this, and 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 that's one of their staples, man, the big, patient, long-arm dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I keep doing this, this dumb shit here. You like the salsa. You like the salsa. I like that we see these guys kind of similar because, like, Cross, initially in my tape watching, I was like, Oh, that's probably not a top ten player. Like his his slide didn't clean. His punches aren't always there. But it reminds me of, a, and it's a totally different position. I remember when Frank Ragnow was at Arkansas for sure, and I was watching his tape, and I'm like, my God, like he misses with his hands all the time. Yeah, he's like he's not, and yet by the end of the play, you're like, oh, but he blocked them easy. Like Cross is the same thing. Where a lot of the things, I'm like, well, I missed the punch. The dude got into his pads. Uh, his slide didn't look all that smooth or athletic, but then you're like, okay, but what happened on the play? And the answer is, oh, he won easy. <laughs> well, see, Jeff, I tell you why, though, Jeff. And here's another technique that I've learned scouting. Sometimes you can't watch all these players together. 
Like you can't watch all offensive line together because what's going to happen is if you really like Evan Neal and Ikeem is a super athlete and he's exploding people, by the time you watch Charlie's slow, methodical ass, you're going to go, man, this dude suck. So what you got to do is you got to put Charlie down and come back and watch Charlie after you watch some cornerbacks like some ends or some shit. And then you can properly assess um, – you can properly assess um, Charlie Cross. He's going to – he'll outrun Neal at the combine, I bet you just because I watched them both running today. Uh, The thing about Evan Neal is that, to me, it's his flexibility, right? He's such a giant, but he's still getting under people and off-balance torquing, and when they're even warming up, like everybody else's knees come to about 90 degrees and his go about to 180, and I'm just like, God, that is a flexible giant. Yo, Jeff, you know who's super flexible for a big-ass? I came. Jeff! Yeah, just call him. Just call him Icky. Just call him Icky. That's I what they're calling him. Icky. I, I refuse. Hey Jeff, since uh, since we're friends and shit, that means I can I can come I can come and see you, and we can go see people together, right? If we're friends. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I'll get you out there with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Duke is a beast, dude. Duke Manyweather on Twitter. Uh, O line masterminds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll let you out there. Hell yeah, Jeff. I'm coming with you. All right, go yeah, ahead and reach. Out. I'm about to pull my. Oh yeah, just Eric wanted to say, keep up the good work, Eric. We appreciate you, Nick. Don't forget about kickers this year. Um, okay. yeah, I mean, if you find me a kicker, you just let me know. I'm not going to scout him, Nick, but I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you being here. And Lamont, I am familiar with Minnesota's giant right tackle. I ain't watched him yet, but I am familiar, and he is supposedly a pretty darn good prospect. And then Jaded Jake, I'm unimpressed with Penning. Afraid of contact, Mississippi level. I miss some. I haven't seen Penning yet, but I did see him live this morning. I saw him this morning. He's the one dude out of that offensive line group. When they run, mm-hmm. you know, when you run, you're running. Yeah. Penning runs like they're running inside zone, even when he's running. Like he's always as dedicated. As like dedicated he's coming to the crab, man. <laughs> as dedicated to the crap. I'm about to read the supers, Jeff, and I want you to tell me about uh your fellow from Texas AM that Dane mocked us. And it sounds like he's a Ron Leary type type character. So um DJ's World sent five and says no sound. Lavish D sent five and says Vash making us lip read. Appreciate y'all. Uh JP does things drop five and says uh thank y'all for the football talk tonight for real. Stay safe. Salute. Young Wilson. Aloha says um Okay, just want a great O-line again. Thanks again. Aloha. Salute to you, my guy. DJ's World dropped a 100. I ain't got my sound set up, but workout. Nah. He says, uh, better prospect, Linderbaum or Frederick? Linderbaum. I got a nuance. I got a nuance answer for that. Linderbaum. Uh, because we have a lot of Cowboys people. Secondly, uh, if you had to choose between returning, but you asked this on Jeff's show, man. Come on, man. Be original. He so said, what, uh, that man, what did he drop? Answer his question. Fair enough. Fair, fair, fair enough. Ask another question, DJ. He says, uh, if you had to choose between returning the O-line to 2014-16 level or two more Michael Parsons level characters, uh, which do you choose? So as far as the Linderbaum versus Frederick question, we're talking about prospects. Prospect. Frederick, Not do you think that he's going to be an all-pro, but although I kind of do. Yeah. Frederick was an amazing NFL player. He wasn't all that at Wisconsin. He developed into that it, quickly, mind you, but he he was definitely a better pro than a prospect. Linderbaum is a damn good prospect, so I hope that answers your question. And as far as the uh, 2014 
2016 Dallas O-line or two more Parsons level players. Uh, it's so interesting. I think Dave was really quick to say O-line on the show yesterday. This is my my only pushback on that. I can find you offensive linemen if I draft well. How many 250-pound 4-3 running, uh, uh, running linebackers that can pass rush like Von Miller can you find? And you get three of them? You can find like uh, two of them. It's Von Miller and it's uh, Michael Parsons. <laughs> but Von Miller can't cover uh, can't cover wide receivers, man. It's different. It's levels. Yeah, it's yeah. levels. So get me the three. Get give me that Sam, Mike, and Will line, and we'll never leave base formation. Never. We'll cover all the formations you got. Go ahead, Jeff. Tell us about Ron Lear. I mean, uh, the Texas A&M kid. So I can watch him later. Oh, Kenyon Green. Green. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I was watching him today. He played. <laughs> so this year for A&M. Because of injury and lack of good players, I guess. I don't know. On the offensive line, he played left tackle, mm-hmm. right tackle, left guard, right guard, and he kicked ass at all of them. Sound like Elton Jenkins, but go ahead. Uh, he's like 6'4", 325, and he's got the really uh, like thick lower body. Sure. Strong as shit in the lower body. Sure. and uh, But also... In my notes somewhere is the word like squat lower body, but he's also easy bend to like get down in his stance to get up underneath somebody and deliver a blow. So to me, he's going to be a guard. And to me, he's going to be a guard that if he was at number 24 overall, you'd be happy as hell. Like he's going to be a bully in the trenches, but he's got good enough feet to mirror the pass rush. Kenyon Green is good, good. Green or Dean? uh, Nicobe Dean. I'm going to go – I love them both. i probably go green because I'll take an offensive lineman over the linebacker. So green over Jordan Davis also? Yes. Jordan Davis I struggle with because, like, I, I get the value of wanting to stop the – like, I want to do what San Francisco did, right? They got four dudes on the line. there. We can stop your run with four guys. That's all we need. Sure. So I get the appeal of Jordan Davis, but I just think that pass rush is so important and he's not going to bring any that if they took him at 24, I'd go, I'm cool with this because I know what he is. Sure. Uh, but an offensive lineman is is playing on every down. Fair enough. Fair enough, brother Jeff. Fair enough. You love Jordan Davis? Do you love him? Well, I mean, depends on what you say love. Like, if I'm only using him for what I'm using him for, I love Jordan Davis. I mean, like, I, yeah, I love what he does at his job. But, like, I, I, want, the, yeah. I want their sophomore D-tackle, number 88. I forgot Jalen Carter. I want him next year. I'll, he's going to go in the freaking top five. I really love Jordan Davis at 60-whatever we pick. We, if, yeah. If he's there at 60-something. I love Jordan Davis at 60-something. Um, sure, 100%. Um, did you have any other players that you wanted to highlight before we get into Cowboy Needs and shit? Um, let me see real quick. New York, uh, George Karloftis, uh, Purdue defensive end. If he's there at 24, I like that pick too. Uh, I saw him out at Exos the other day working out, and – as I'm watching him work out with DeMarvin Leal and Jermaine Johnson from Florida state and all these like athletic defensive linemen, sure. I was like, Oh, he's stiff, but I hadn't watched his tape yet. Yeah. I came home and watched his tape and I was like, huh? Cause yeah. that dude is just a ball of power and shock in his hands and moving through people. And I'm like, he may not run a good three cone, but he could play on my damn team. I tell you that George Karloftis, uh, Purdue D end. I'll take him. So you watched him, but on this show, we never got your take about the first couple of pass rush guys that are on the list. Have you watched? I haven't seen him. So you chose to watch 
uh, I chose to watch the guys I saw at Exos because I'd, I'd watched them in person and I was like, let me see what the tape looks like. Cause I already had an idea on them now that I've seen them and I'm standing there five feet away, watching them go through drills. And I'm like, okay, now let me see what the tape is like. And if it matches what I think I'm looking at now. CJ, if you're only in this for the Cowboy side, man, I'm trying to be an all-inclusive draft program here, man. You just in it for the I'm, This is not just for the Cowboys. I'm going to watch those dudes. I just, I'm doing random order this year. I ain't trying to go top down. I'm going all over the place. I might do the Senior Bowl rosters before I watch Aiden Hutchinson. You better not. <laughs> I, I, unless he's on the senior, the senior bowl roster, which I think he should be. Um, cool. Let's get into some uh, some cowboy stuff. I wanted to wait a little bit, man, because cowboy fans still like crybaby and this shit. So I wanted to like wait around before I uh, I let me do it, Jeff. I will I will gladly talk shit about cowboy fans. I oh yeah, when, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, ahead. when you're doing your thing, you you probably shouldn't. It's not all cowboy fans. Oh, I can talk shit about whoever I want. I talk shit about our fan texters every day, poisonous bastards. That's why I stay in the Twitch. Hey, people on Twitch, I love you. People who text into the show, 81% of you are poisoned and you need therapy. Um, so, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, you know, Cowboy fans can get a little crybaby. Cowboy YouTubers with their soft ass can be crybabies too, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Who's that at? I need to know. Some little scrub that I ain't even finna say his say his channel on on, on the Immaculate Scoutcast, sir. Uh, I'll send you a text later on, but um, he's already been marked out. Don't worry about it. But um, Man, so we talk about, talking that way about Sky. I love Sky, but <laughs> Sky get on my nerves too. Foots get on my nerves too. Um, listen, so cowboy stuff, cowboy, 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 cowboy. Um, what do you think the priorities here, brother Jeff, moving into the off season? Um, I, I mean, it's kind of too soon to talk about free agency or whatever. So let's just assume you know we just don't sign no damn body. You know, it it should be like in basketball where we uh where we where we where we change the order, where we do it afterwards or whatever, but it ain't. Yeah. Um, so tell me just generally what you're uh what you're looking for in the draft. I know best player available seems to be the move, but there is a direction you want to go into. Tell me that direction. Right. So with the understanding that when you get there, if the best player available would not be totally blocked on the team, I'll take him. I guess the way I would view it is through the lens of who do I hope is the best player available or what sure. position do I hope is the be- best player available when they get on the clock? Sure. Um, if it were Kenyon green or Linderbaum, like if it's a center or a guy that I think I'm a plug in at left guard, that is the best player available. I'm really happy. Sure. Uh, if the best player available is a linebacker who can either blitz his nuts off sure. or cover his nuts off, I'm interested because I want Micah Parsons rushing a lot, and I do want Jabril Cox to play next year, but I think you still need another one. You can always use more corners. You can always use more edge guys because they're valuable positions. The wild card is receiver because what's going to happen? Like there's enough smoke about maybe Amari won't be on this team next year, and if he's not, if you don't bring back any of your free agents, the receiver room is CeeDee Lamb and Simi Fihoko. That's the receiver room. So I think receiver is the wild card. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that we should continue to invest in offense just to get back on. I think the offense is fine. I just think, you know, Kellen laid a big-ass egg at the end of this thing. We ain't got to get too deep into it. But I would still like to keep the offense a strength. Um, now, I don't think Brother Dan going to be here. You know what I'm saying? If he is, we're going to celebrate in the streets. Um, but I think we should put talent on defense. Like, 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 just fill that thing with talent because if Dan's not there, Dan had the ability to turn shit into sugar. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Joe Wick can turn shit into sugar or George Edwards or some other miscellaneous guy that we bring in. You know what I mean? So I would like for whoever our defensive coach is, I would like for our defensive talent to overcome that. I think we're going to be fine on offense regardless because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to get that thing done. You know what I mean? So in my mind, I feel like we should draft offensive line every year. That's my first priority in in general. You know, whether it be, you know, first team guy, swing guy, it just happens that we need first team levels but if you um think about how offensive linemen are drafted tackles normally are the ones that go throughout the entire first round guards normally fall till day two so if you can get a, a get a guard that you really really like on day two i think that's beneficial and try to get one of these studs that slip between the cracks that fall to you at uh 24 preferably on uh defense i would like to address d-line because tristan hill is not a guy he looks so small compared to when you look at neville or whatever i don't think tristan hill is going to be a guy that's going to be around very much and we see how exhausted uh Oso was when we didn't have help so you know if we can get a body to you know fill that in it doesn't have to be jordan davis but just anybody that's possibly the best d-line dude that's possibly there cool if you like uh if, if there's a dm that you like that you can you know mix up with chauncey or whatever um Basham probably got one more year. Dorrance is on Dorrance year is up. I don't know if we're gonna bring him back. And D Law might be a contract dude that you may be trying to save 20, 20 however million dollars. I think he's incredible. But I think we sh- we should very much so focus on defense and continue to build around Micah and make that thing a strength. Yeah, I mean, I think even if you had the right safety available, mm-hmm. um and I don't know if we're even talking about the first round necessarily. Like Notre Dame's Kyle Hamilton ain't gonna be there, but uh like I think Dane. Uh, mocked Brisker, the Penn State safety, like in the second round. I hate that man. Uh, safety, if you're, I kind of like the name Brisker because it's like brisket. Uh, I hate it more now. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, must not have had a good brisket then. I love brisket. Uh, it so yeah, like corner's not a need, but I don't know if that would stop me from taking one. If like Sauce Gardner or somebody who kicks ass is sitting there at 24, I'd be like, oh no, now I've got to put Joseph on the field and Diggs, and I got another guy and I can start pushing other people out the door. Oh no, it's tough. Uh, I could always take a corner. I could always take an edge guy. Uh, I'm very interested in offensive line. I'm interested in linebacker. I wonder what the tackles will look like at 24 because that's the one that I think becomes confusing because, like, yeah, you can't necessarily count on Tyron. I think Tyron struggled against San Francisco coming off of COVID. This that's, my, that's what I think happened. But are you trying to replace him? And if you use a first-rounder, are you going to have him watch for a year? Like, I, I just Unless he can play guard, too, I don't know. So but tackles see, Jeff, this, struggle with. But see, Jeff, this is my thing, though. In in, in my mind, true number – like, true top – like, tackles don't fall like that, man. Yeah. You, know, you can you can fall you, – you can find some positions late in the first round, but it's already hard enough to find offensive line in general. I know we named three guys we're excited about, but just based on averages, one of them going to suck. That's just how life is. But they're going to over-prioritize tackles. So even the whack tackles, I ain't going to – Even pinning. Like, we talked we talked about Icky that you seen – that you saw. Track. Evan Neal um, – um, 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 Charles Cross, and I believe Penning is the fourth one. I bet four are gone by the time you get to 24. I bet they're all gone. Sure, uh, sure. It's just a matter of how many are there, because it does look like a really good offensive line year. Sure. I bet Kenyon Green's going to be there. I'm getting zeroed in on a dude on – January 20th, trying to pick my left guard. But I also think he can be there in the 60s for you, though, Jeff. That's just how I feel about guard and how the league drafts. Like, we, I, he's going to be the first one, though. Like, I mean, he's going to be the first one. 
we we I mean see see we we do this every year where we sure. where we reset draft season and we just all of a sudden think that the league can draft now. Yeah, teams suck at it. Yep. Look, one of these good linebackers, these good guards, these good receivers, they're gonna fall, brother Jeff. I'm telling you, man, it it it, it, it just happens every year. You're right. Let, let me, me ask you. This. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Please ask me first. Because I've said the, I, I I said it, but we didn't really flesh it out at all. Please. You interested in like Jamison Williams at 24, a wide receiver? That? That's a he's oh. Alabama received the burner. They're okay. number one. That scored all the touchdowns, but he tore his ACL in the title game. Um, but for I, we haven't watched all these guys yet, right? So it's like, hey, where other people think he's going to go is like 15 to 25. If you got if you got a wide receiver you love, you good with one in the first? So let's do this, brother Jeff. I'll just go by rumors that I've heard so far and just general draft, you know, whatever whatever. If I heard that this is a really good wide receiver class. And if the Jamison kid is cool and you're a team that's in the middle of the draft and you have an opportunity to draft Jamison that you like or another receiver that's healthy right now that you like, I think the Jamison kid might fall simply because there's a lot of wide receivers that somebody might take over the ACL guy. And, like, somebody called him lazy. Like, didn't you call him lazy or somebody in my chat called him lazy or something like that? Uh, Jamison? Is he lazy? Maybe? Possibly? No, I don't think so. I don't, okay, cool, maybe whatever. somebody. I, mean, I mean, you know, but I also don't know. Like, I, I, I don't have an Alabama insider that I've talked to. I don't know if he is or not. I know the dude freaking flies. Fair enough. I think he's a guy that, that might be around for you. But the general idea of your question is, am I opposed to taking wide receiver? No, I'm not opposed to it. Because, I mean, I don't think Gallup's going to be around. I think, if anything, we're going to try to throw, like, a bag of chips at Cedric Wilson and hope he comes back. Um, then there's the Cooper news that's been coming. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But, um, if it's a guy that that we like, uh, I'm not opposed to taking wide receiver. Um, you know, late in the uh, first round or whatever. But you know, let me ask you this, Jeff. And I've asked you this already, but we get new audience members all the time. And you know, just I think it's it's you know, I might get a different answer from you because we have some additional context now. Um, so we know that um, Jabril Cox was a player when we was watching him uh, in college. He was a player that can play safety more so box safety. He can play safety and linebacker for you. When we watched J. Ron Curse, the more we the more the, the the season went on, we saw much more of him playing linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Linebacker, nickel corner, um, safety stuff. Now I asked you this earlier. I just want, you know, for the new people or whatever. I sincerely believe, brother Jeff, that if we can get a linebacker that we like to go along with Michael Parsons. I don't think we just stop playing nickel at that point. I think that'll be a perfect time to insert Jabril Cox as, hey, if we can't sign J. Ron Curse, he's next J. Ron Curse guy. Linebacker, nickel, strong safety dude. You know, just tell me what you think about that, Jeff. Uh, I think I want him to play linebacker. Mm-hmm. I um, Because if Kobe Dean gets here, that's ball game, right? The first round linebacker, he takes over the fourth round dude, correct? Yes, but I also want Micah Parsons to be rushing the passer a ton. So I think I can figure it out with all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think I can leave them on the field and have Parsons as a fourth rusher some downs, fifth rusher some downs, linebacker some downs. Um, you don't want Micah playing linebacker, but whatever. My problem is I don't want Micah playing linebacker, um, except if you play San Francisco or somebody. Was <laughs> he was the best on the field. He was the only thing to smile yeah. about. You play somebody who wants to hand the ball off all the time, sure. I want him chasing people around. Um, I think in my world, what I want is more so like uh, a safety that I think can play a deep half at least. Because in my world, I want my defense to play 
kind of like San Francisco's, but maybe more cover two than cover four, but whatever, where I'm playing coverage, I can win at the line of scrimmage. And if I'm playing that with a two deep safety, I don't think Jabril Cox is that kind of athlete. No. Now, if you're talking about big nickel big or nickel. a, or a down safety, sure. Uh, but I think I want him playing linebacker because if he's a linebacker, he's a great cover guy. Sure. If he's a safety, I don't know. He might be okay. Yeah. Um, there's another linebacker that's going to go pretty early. I haven't watched him yet, but just, you know, I'm just paying attention to the hype and the mock dress, whatever. But the kid from Utah, um, Lloyd, Floyd, Devin Lloyd, Devin, Devin Floyd. Lloyd, Devin, yeah, that, yeah, that character. Haven't watched him yet, but I just see him high up in Dane's mock draft or whatever. And I mean, I haven't watched him yet, so I'm not putting my thoughts and opinions on this thing. But if he's a linebacker that guys like more than Dean, then like let these dudes drop, man. We need quarterbacks to go high, and we need like um like what else do we need to go high, Jeff? Let's get into that a little bit. What positions do we need to go high to bump positions down to us? What don't we need? It, it depends. Like, do you want the offensive tackles to be there or not? Because if you want something else, offensive tackles, shh, they can push. They you can put five of them to get pushed up there, right? You get five gone by the time you get to twenty four. Uh, we want quarterbacks going. We want Pickett, Willis, Howell, uh, Ritter. I want four quarterbacks gone, maybe five offensive tackles. That's nine right there. If you're not too worried about edge guys, you could probably get four or five of them up there. And now, shoot, we're over halfway home to whoever it is that you're targeting. That's how you get linebackers and interior linemen falling is all that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be a super front seven draft, man. Front seven, um, front seven and offensive lineman. But you know, like I said, if you run, if so, so, um, are you looking for like safety or like tight end or anything like that? Like it, it ain't got to be you know early, but just like late at some point, just anywhere. Are you looking safety, for safety? Yeah. Or tight end at all? Be- yeah, safety. Yeah, because obviously safety depends on free agency, right? You could prioritize J. Ron Kirsten, bring him back. You have Donovan Wilson, but he's all you actually have under contract. I'm interested in bringing Malik Hooker back if he still doesn't have much of a market. So, like, but it all depends on that. Because right now in the safety room, I I think it's Donovan Wilson talking to himself. Sure. He's just, he's sitting on a stool by himself, just spinning in circles. Like, where'd everybody go? One more Uh, thing before we get into into, um, Supers 2, though, Jeff, and I think this is super important. Um, And we haven't talked about this really. Like, Like, where does the rest of last year's class fit in? Like, guys like Izzy, guys like Semi, um, we don't necessarily like uh, Josh Ball in this house or whatever, so we'll, so we look for offensive line. But, like, guys like that. Um, I think uh, they don't matter. Nation, Nation, like all I, think th- I think they don't matter. Uh, sure. Sure. You know, I think the defensive coordinator who wanted them is going to be gone. And the Nashawn Wright, where I came back and was more measured about it, but still was like, yeah, you shouldn't have taken him there. I just Six, four corners, man, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. I don't think Nashawn Wright is going is going to be a player. Um, Bohana is the one that I hope is because I feel like they picked a okay big bodied run stuffer, hoping he could serve a specific purpose. And by the end of the year, they were kind of like, nah, yeah. we like having other guys in there more. Simi, he'll have a chance to make a roster spot for sure with how many receivers will be out the door. But you know, you're not going to go into camp thinking he's going to be a guy that plays wide receiver, are you? I'm not. Even if those guys pan out to be nothing, that's still seven out of 11 picks that we hit on. So I feel good about the draft overall. It's just that is there anybody from last year that's, that's going to make any – like even with – um, we're talking about Nation. Can he at least like be like a kickoff guy or something like that special team? Hopefully. Hopefully. And um, 
I still think that Osa started hot, but I think Osa's got a lot to prove in terms of if you want to say that like he's a good starter. Uh, Osa got tired, man. Osa was playing a thousand snaps a game, and and there was no help. Tristan and Neville went nowhere around. That dude's gonna be. Plus, he's gonna get peanut butter. That's what's that's what's so crazy about about Osa. Chauncey Golston too is a dude that I'm. I think next year, hopefully, he's a dude that steps into the Dorrance snaps and maybe some of Basham snaps and turns into what I think he is, which is a good player. Also was like two what two eighty two ninety two eighty in college yeah playing one tech when that dude get the peanut butter man I got I got big hopes we just need to let him rest a little bit um you got some supers over there Jeff I got a couple Michael Keith Garrett just spitballing what about a kicker Zerline sucks <laughs> just kidding on drafting a kicker I tell you what I think because Bones because the special teams were actually good on the whole yeah. Bones is going to continue to have the leeway to kind of do what he wants. And because Zerline didn't miss a kick in the last two games, before those two games, I assumed he'd be gone. Now I bet he can, I bet he's going to talk them into being like, no, Bones is my guy. And my other super chat is from uh, Vach Lombardi. He said, oh, shit. But, 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 but Jeff. And so thank you to Vach Lombardi. I appreciate you. Bones Fossil, like he just got the best Adderall in the world, dog. Big Mac Drive Five and Super Chat. Appreciate you, sir. Just for the love. He ain't had no question, dog. Leonard Sterling didn't have a question either, but he dropped a dime. Gracias. I lied. Big Mac came back with a dime. He dropped in and says, uh, for the party at Jeff's. Jeff love parties. Appreciate Not it. a party at Jeff's. Not a party at Jeff's. One um, day I'm going to surprise the hell out of y'all and be like, you're right. There's a party at my house. I'll be there. Uh, if I'm invited. DJ's World dropped a dime and says, uh, Defense was clearly the need slash focus in last year's draft. But after the season, if you can only draft one side of the ball. After this season, if you can only draft one side of the ball, which one would you choose? Okay, if you were going to use every pick on one side of the ball, I would see if I could do. If I needed, if I could get a receiver, maybe even two, an offensive lineman, maybe even two, a tight end, a running back, or would I rather a linebacker, a safety, a D tag? I I think I'd go defense again. You know, it's interesting. I actually, uh, I actually jumped on the uh, YouTube and I said defense doesn't win championships, offense does, and I got tore up for a long. Yeah, you just can't suck. You just can't suck at defense. Offense wins championships, though, for sure. Like for sure. Come on, son. And and they they, still playing. They got it. They they got at me with that, bro. But whatever. Uh, yes, I'm petty enough to bring that shit up after a year. But but in this case, I'm picking defense because I think that we got enough guys on offense, honestly. And um, I think our offense is gonna be good. We just need like a regular dude to call play. Like Vash and Jeff can go call plays. We'll be fine. Um, with that offense, we won't do dumb shit. I promise. Um, and yeah, just make that defense as top tier as possible. We'll be good. And I got a super chat from. Jeff Cavanago, Cavan. Oh, I bet that's I bet Kavanaugh. that's I bet it's Cavanaugh. Yeah. yeah, I bet it's Cavanaugh. He dropped five in the super chat. Said, but Vaj, but Vaj, what? Jeff, uh, put a question in the chat box so I can get the what the the but what. Appreciate y'all for dropping supers in the chat box. Go ahead, brother Jeff. Did you have something? Else? What do I do? Oh, Sir Saltines. That's interesting. I love Saltines. He said, "I'm looking forward to Jeff having his pizza party." player in this draft oh yeah because i got us i drafted as michael gallup and i threw after the first round no after their second round pick the gallup year right after they made it right there on the right there on the dallas cowboys radio network in front of god and everybody right after their second round pick i said if michael gallup makes it to the third round and they pick him i'm throwing a pizza party did you did you did you throw a pizza party hell yes i did you're a good dude hell yes i did was it grimaldi's or was it some cheap nonsense 
it was Bar Louie. I had everybody meet me at Bar Louie, and I bought like 10 or 15 pizzas, and we drank beer. Man, Jeff, you a good-ass dude, man. You Thank you. Because I, because me, I'd have smooth act like I ain't said that shit. I wouldn't have bought these bottom feet. <laughs> Nothing! Um, Taj... Dosanjis. Dosanjis. Taj is good people. Taj is good people. Love Taj. He drive five and says, resign Gallup on the low, low and trade coop. If okay, I don't want to trade coop. But Jeff, let's 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 kind of talk about this a little bit, man. Because I think Cowboy Cowboy Nation kind of overrated the shit out of Gallup a little bit. Uh, and this and this is not to say Gallup was a bad player, but just Gallup's usage was a little weird. Gallup had some dropsies. They all had dropsies, which was weird. But Gallup really had them for real, for real. Um, he wasn't the number one guy. He was a he was a really solid number two dude. I'll take that or whatever. But what's your overall thoughts about Gallup, man? I, I, I think if Gallup's injury makes him a dude where you could get him like on a one year between five and 10 million, sure. Uh, I would love to see the Cowboys try to make that happen where it's like, hey, try again to have your breakout year. Because what I want about what I like about Gallup and why I don't want Cedric Wilson back. And Cedric, if you're listening, it's not your fault. It's not about you. You're not going to be here, dog. You're not going to be here next year, man. I hope you get a huge contract so that the Cowboys get a comp pick. Watching the 49ers game, it drove me nuts that they declared to you that entire game. We know you can't run on us, even against four guys. We know that we can rush the quarterback with four guys, and they got a 50% pressure rate with a four-man rush. Highest of on the Cowboys all year, even without Nick Bosa. Sure. What they were declaring to you is we're playing cover two, we're playing cover four. The guys who you're going to be able to throw to are the guys who are on the inside. It's going to be your slot, your tight end, and or your running back. Yeah. And they didn't put CeeDee Lamb there. Yep. That I don't want Cedric Wilson on the roster. I want whoever replaces him to be a dude that can play outside because CeeDee Lamb needs to own the slot. That's his spot. You're done with CD Lamb as a Z guy. I don't mind him there at all. I just don't want him to play a grand total of like two or three snaps in the slot. That's silly to me. But I think the reason that he did play outside all the time when Gallup was out is because they didn't think Wilson could go outside. I want them all to be interchangeable. If there's going to be a guy who is the slot guy, I want it to be CD. I don't want it to be somebody else. Sure, because like working the seams is just so much better with him. You know, being yak right, so down the field, crossers breaking tackles, contested balls with somebody near you. Like that's that's seedy territory. You know what made me sick, brother Jeff? And this happened a couple of times, and I hated it. I've seen many screens and bubbles, and there's a lot of different ways you can run them. Right? I um I highlighted two plays uh, from the 49s from the Cowboys. It was on my Patreon when I did this, and when they was running a screen with Debo, man, Jimmy was about, he was about in the middle of the hashes or whatever. And Debo was working back towards Jimmy and the, and the throw wasn't as, wasn't as long. It didn't travel as long. It got to him. Jimmy was able to get up field. Dot, dot, dot. Um, I, I hate when we're on the right hash and CD is way wide as hell on the left numbers. <laughs> and when, and when they run the bubble with CD, all he does is, like, bro, work back to Dak so the ball doesn't travel in the air so long, bro. I need to am... take a step forward and sell that you're not running a screen. I don't know. I'm a regular civilian, Jeff. I don't go to the dentist and be like, you don't have a clue what you're doing. I don't go to a brain surgeon and be like, you don't have a clue what you're doing. I don't go to Gordon Ramsay and be like, this beef Wellington is 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 garbage. You have no clue what you're doing. I can look Kellen right in his face and be like, sir. The first thing they teach you when you go to coach school, 
when you go to coach school, they tell you that to beat cover three, you go short game. And when you run cover four, you don't go deep into it. Why was we running deep into cover four, brother Jeff? I can't help you. I can't help you. Like Troy Aikman, what he said about him was wrong. Like he was like, I would have thrown a CD all the time. He was in single coverage. He was not in single coverage. But if you wanted to say you could have on a lot of times when they're playing that soft cover four and they're showing it, just take the snap and fire that thing out there right now. You could have done that. You could have done some of that. But I wonder if Kellen was gun shy on that because they've been so bad at screens all year that somehow he equated that to being the same thing. And he was like, we've been bad at screens. I want to throw a screen. And I'm like, well, hold on. This one, I'm not asking about who's going to block who. I'm saying give him the rock right now and let him run at that dude. But, Jeff, this but this is another thing that, like, pissed me off, Jeff. I was, I was watching the film, and they lined CD up at, like, a wing type of deal. I'm like, oh, finally, do this shit. But he blocked. <laughs> his, his, his what? No, no, no. I'm sorry. His assignment was to block. He didn't even fucking block nobody. So I was just, I was just, over, I was just overall upset with the whole thing, Jeff. I was like, man, I am a civilian. I know a little football. I played a coach a little bit, but I am a civilian in terms of what you call football intelligence, bro. I feel like I, I could have done a better job. But I don't want to get on the crybaby cowboy fans. I don't want to give them a reason to get back upset, brother Jeff. Um, we, did you have? Uh, we we are like 45 minutes in. Did you want to take some take some calls or something? Or you got like basketball to watch? What you doing? Um, I mean, I got a book to read. I'm you know I'm doing some things. Uh, let me shout out to uh, Stadius Stadius Spaghetti still ain't aside. That's the, oh Jeff. I saw. So I love to follow food in Houston. Uh, on fucking Instagram and shit, right? They just put up. They just you know what I mean. So it'll give me a place to eat or whatever. I saw this restaurant. I saw this restaurant. In Houston, and they had spaghetti as a side, and I wanted to screenshot it and harass everybody on Twitter, including you. Everybody on Twitter that told me spaghetti wasn't a side, Jeff. If they serve it at restaurants, the shit counts, Jeff. Spaghetti's a side, sir. Please. Who would y'all be most upset about if they resign? Uh, either Dalton Schultz or Cedric Wilson. I would be because, super. I would be super upset. Yeah. Because once again, if teams are going to dare you to beat them with the guys in the middle, I want the guys in the middle to be my really good players. And Taj, when can Dallas get out of the Zeke deal with that huge dead money? Zeke's contract honestly confuses me because it guarantees a year ahead of time. I, yeah, I got to assume he's been here long enough that after next year you could get out if you want, but ain't nobody trading for that contract, so it's a matter of when you can cut him, I think. Uh, So, like, is there a Illuminati theory behind, like, Tony Pollard and why he wasn't? I don't have an Illuminati theory because it depends on if people honestly believe, and I don't know if I can honestly believe this, that Jerry Jones is saying who gets to play. Like, it's hard for me to really believe he's doing that and that any coach would allow it. Like, I might be like, okay, thanks, boss man, gotcha, but I don't care. Um, I talked to a guy, a human guy, who was in the running back room two or three of the last four years. Scoutcast exclusive. And um, he told me when Garrett was there, even Garrett was like, we got to get Pollard more touches. Skip Pete, when he was the running back coach, was like, we got to get Pollard more touches. Kellen Moore was like, we got to get Pollard more touches. And yet it never happened. I know why. And so I don't know. Why. I don't know. And this guy I talked to also said, Zeke, has become like a mature big brother, good teammate, not a selfish player where like it wouldn't upset him either. So I don't know. I have no idea. I don't buy that, that, that last part. I'm not buying the Zeke thing, thing, thing. I think that Zeke has a certain kind of seniority where they can't tell him what to do. And it was so like the only, like the first drive that we scored on was the, 
the drive that fucking Tony started on. And when Tony started getting going, Zeke was like, I'm good. Come on, come on back. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm going back in. And he inserts. Zeke can take himself out and put himself back in. I noticed that. Like Witten. Witten used to do that shit. Sure. And Zeke being hurt is the prime example of, bro, you can watch the film and you can see the difference. Tony got juice. Zeke ain't even a good power back with, with it. Like, look, I'm not calling Zeke trash, but if his if his knee tore up and he's whatever, whatever, then he's not the best guy at the time, right? There's no way you can look at Tony and be like, yo, man, we got to get 21 back in there. No. It got to be Zeke. It got to no. be Zeke. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Joe, you see that? You see? That is spaghetti as a side, sir. That is spaghetti as a side, sir. At a food truck? Come on, sir. Come on, sir. What a stupid food truck. Jeff, you crazy. I don't, I don't mean to be negative to any food truck. I Jeff, hope they make an incredible Jeff. living, but spaghetti is not a damn side. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a cheat day and go my ass down here and get me some goddamn uh, uh catfish and spaghetti. What a chat box. I, I I need to see my chat. What's y'all vibes here? Um also too, since we talking about that though, brother Jeff. Um, so I think Jarwin is under contract. So is this the Jarwin Sean McKeon show moving forward? Yes, sir. I believe it is. If you want to draft one, you can draft one, but I think Jarwin just gets his old job back, and they kind of like McEwen. McEwen's your other tight end, and if you want to bring back Jeremy Sprinkle, I bet nobody else in the league cares about him. Sure. Just bring them all back. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Brother Jeff, that's that's all I got for this uh, for this edition of ScoutCast. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate everybody coming through, man. We love, 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 love. Um, you know, we can just rant. We should have a certain day of the week that we uh, that we show up and do this, but it's just amazing that we can randomly be like, we're doing ScoutCast one day, and y'all will show up like y'all show up. So I appreciate y'all for, uh, for uh, coming through. Um, please, 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 everybody on my side, Jeff Kavanaugh is trying to be YouTube guy. So Jeff Kavanaugh on YouTube, please, 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 please go over there, watch all his content. He's getting more into the groove of posting something twice a day. Something he'll do a, a post early. He'll do a post early and a damn stream later. You know what I'm saying? So Jeff Kavanaugh on YouTube, please, everybody from my side, go over there and show him some love, man. He got some good shit. He's part of the family now. You know what I'm saying? Thanks Caesar for a great thought to cut Zeke. If it were possible, I'd be on board. Um, thank you. And uh, this is not a super chat, but yes, I am excited Ooh. about the Amazon Lord of the Rings story. You damn straight. So one, remember, one last thing, Jeb, before you. The Posky Woskies no, are cool Jeff. to everybody. Oski Woskies. I got a question, Jeb. Wait a minute. Don't leave you. I got a question. What? With, with this whole Tony Pollard thing, right? Yes, it'll be a mistake to try to give him money because you don't want to give running backs money. Right. But Tony Pollard is a guy that hadn't had a bunch of, he doesn't have a bunch of miles on him and he's been sitting down chilling for the most part. Do you look at Tony as a guy that you just cut and just draft a new dude? Or do you see Tony Pollard as a Austin Eckler type cat where I was just sitting behind Melvin Gordon for years and I still got juice. Uh, if you could get Pollard for like, what did Eckler get? Like six or 7 million something a like year, that. something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. If you could do that, honestly, I'll pay Pollard. Because Pollard's one of the best after-catch guys in the league. He's one of the best evasive guys in the league. One of the best, like, he's really, really good. If you want to pay him 6 or $7 million instead of 15 uh, I could keep Pollard around. But for the most part, you know, I want to just find the next guy. Next guy. Next guy. But uh, Pollard's really good. He's going to be somebody's Austin Eckler. It's going to happen. He's going to be somebody's running back. He's going to get five yards of carry for 1,100 yards. He's going to have 80 catches for... 900 yards. He's going to be somebody's stud. Cool. For sure. For sure. Hey, listen. Be nice to everybody, dog. 
don't be an asshole, bro. Man, you never know what somebody going through, man. They could, they could, they could, you know, they could take your niceness, flip it, and do something for you in the future, man. Not that you should be nice and you know expecting something back, but just be nice in general because you just never know. You know what I'm saying? Just be cool to people in this world to be so much, you know, so much better of a place. You know what I'm saying? So appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. All that good shit, Jeff. Love Oski, you, Oski Woskies and Peaski Whiskies. Be Peace. cool to everybody. Love Peace. you. Bye. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.